Yo, what's happening, everybody? It's your boy Nelson Navarro, and welcome to another episode of Trust Your Journey. Um, this is episode number eight. We're doing pretty well. Um, and we've got another treat of an episode for you this evening, or whenever the time you're listening to this. Um, we're talking to John Dole. He's a really interesting guy. Um, I had a great time talking to him. He's a producer, songwriter, engineer, vocalist, uh, comedian, v- like video maker, dude. Um, honestly, man, dude's crazy. And uh, I'm really inspired by a lot of the stuff that I see him doing. He makes me laugh. He has interesting opinions and uh, really feels like a kind of a, a kindred spirit in a sense of the way that I see him viewing the world. Um, I'm a big fan of his music. Uh, we were introduced by mutual friends. Shout out Lewis Walker, who we mentioned a couple of times in this episode. Um, we talk about loads of cool stuff, man, from being creative, um, learning how to collaborate with people, learning how to accept other people's opinions as, and views as different from your, your own. This song underneath me right now is called Collective Thoughts. It's by him, and uh, you're going to hear another song by him at the end of the episode as well. So, you know, enjoy. It's Trust Your Journey. We're having a great time. Shout out to Ty Harrison, who's editing this series uh, and has been since like episode three or four. Yeah, and shout out to you guys for listening. This is a wicked conversation. Enjoy it, and have a lovely rest of your time in life. <laughs> Peace. John, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, bro? I'm I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. It's been a long day, but this is nice to come on to at the end of it, man. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm good, bro. I literally I moved house like today. Our our mutual friend, man like mm-hmm. man like Lewis Walker, the, the the prettyish Scottish boy we know. Put some respect on his name. Put respect <laughs> on that Scottish pretty boy. <laughs> he's looking like he's looking like Willie Nelson right now with his two pig two plaits, two two plaits and his long ginger hair. Um yeah. He's rocking it, man. He's looking great. Um yeah, he was helping me move today. Mm-hmm. Um I just moved into a flat with a bunch of randoms, actually. Okay. Um so it's Have you met any of the randoms yet? Uh, I've met how many of the randoms? I've met two of them. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It was like a it was like a moment where I walked into the kitchen of the house, like which is also the living room, you know, open plan vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked in and literally like the first person I saw was like was <laughs> was like one of my mates from Brighton, and I was like, "What the f- are you doing here?" <laughs> and he was like, "What the." F- are you doing here? It's like, bro, I'm about to start living here. It's like, <laughs> and he's having dinner with one of the with one of my new housemates. Basically. Okay, well, that's that's um, a promising sign. It was a nice positive interaction um, to start off the tenancy, I guess, because um, I've been feeling very ambivalent and apprehensive. Friends of friends, there must be all right people, I suppose. Exactly, man. And this this mate that that was was hanging out, he's he's a really nice guy. He's he's a really funny guy, and like. Um, so you know, it's it's promising, I guess. It's showing promise. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. Um, when was the last time you moved house? Oh, like three years ago. Mm. Uh, the landlord that I had at the time wanted to sell the house that I was in. Yeah. And that was that. It was like pack your shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> pack it, get out, get the freak um, out of my house. But yeah, we're living in a nice spot now. It's cool. We're still close to the school that my daughter was going to, and. Just got to move with their friends and that, so it's not been too bad. It's been tight. Mm, nice, man. Yeah, but it's it's stressful though. I don't I don't like moving 
It's never fun. <laughs> it's I, it, never fun. You know what? It's like it's such a popular opinion that I that I hear so often is like how stressful moving is, and it's like I feel like a bit of a weirdo because I actually really like moving. <laughs> See, do you have much stuff? I, I I'm trying to lose stuff every time I move. That's my new goal. I feel like that's why most people don't like moving is because it's the realization of how much stuff you have to lose. Yeah. But you, you do that classic thing of like, well, I haven't touched this for four years, but I, I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a healthy mentality to have, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no, I think you're right. It is good to have a clear out, but it's, it's fucking, it's frustrating, man. Yeah, I get you. It's, it's it's almost like being willing. How willing am I to let go of some of these material possessions that I have? Because I fa- I I when I move, I've moved like every year for the last like four or five years, mm-hmm. and I think it's like I go through this constant process of like moving about half my stuff, and looking around and being like, oh, this is great. This is the perfect amount of stuff, and then realizing, oh, I still have like a whole double this to fit in here. And that's the point where I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know what this stuff I'm going to let go of. But, you know, at the same time, I feel like I need to let go of some of it, you know. And I guess, yeah, I guess I'm just uh, I, at this point, I'm kind of resorting to I'm, I'm going to be given like hella stuff away for free. Because I feel like if I don't care about it, if I'm just if I'm happy letting it go, I'll get mm-hmm. more cool stuff in a similar fashion. Dude, am I making sense? That makes sense. Yeah, it's that like reciprocal nature of reality, man. It's like it's give and take, and it's there'll be people who will remember this down the line, and they'll pay that forward. Not just that. I feel like, uh, yeah, the universe moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> you'll make connections. <laughs> you'll make connections just through doing that. That'll open doors that you won't see for like, you know, years down the line. But when they do pay off, you'll be buzzing for it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that. Um almost planting seeds and sometimes I've got work from like just being friendly to someone and mm-hmm. like three years later they're like oh wow I bumped into you and it's like oh do you want you know this work like I met with someone before lockdown I met with someone no I met with someone like last August and then last month they came back to me after we you know we had a meeting about like some potential work and they were like yeah like here's like a a, a, a two-month commission and that's eight hundred pounds in my bank account. Thank you very much. You know, that's it's just Jobless. chef's kiss. You know, it's like it's just, it's it's beautiful. Um, and, and you know, I I kind of went into that meeting just kind of just giving free advice, to be honest. And I think you know, I kind of segues nicely into um into introducing everyone who's listening to what you do as an artist. I think when you go out and you give free advice and you and you talk to people and you say like this is how I imagine doing things blah 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 sometimes you get people coming to you and be like yeah cool I want to do it your way let's go mm-hmm. you know and so that being said um tell us a little bit about who you are as John Dole as as a creative person and you know and 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 a, a rough overview I guess like what what do we need to know about you to know to, to know your soul to know your spirit to figure out who I am well I, I suppose the first thing to know about me is, you know, I'm a creative individual. I like to make comedy, I rap, I produce music for the music that I make. I produce music for other people. I mix and master. I um, I make music for short films and weird instrumental sections for like people's albums, like ambient music. And yeah, um, I'm constantly... 
trying to find ways where I can leave little imprints of myself behind. Um, mm. It's, I don't know, I, I feel like some people like to paint. I like to to make comedy and to make music and that's that's my jam man i uh i make weird sketches with some guys from a group called metroland uh and recently have branched out with the guy who directs my music videos and we're kind of making some really dark really <laughs> strange <laughs> sketches that like i don't know i'm uh, this might be like the last conversation that i have before i'm fully cancelled so this this you know this is beautiful to have um but yeah outside of that made music since i was really young played in bands all my life and then kind of got into into doing it on my own it's a lot of fun mm, mm. Uh, I, I, is that a fair a fair summary of what it is that i do i, I suppose I, I feel like outside you're, of that <laughs> sorry you're saying uh no i feel like you're i feel like you're uh you're giving us a nice a nice overview of your landscape you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i'm learning some things as you say that so it's like okay this is cool now and uh, yeah, I didn't know you made like ambient music. I don't know you kind of did little little bits like that, or even the um, films and stuff. Yeah, a friend of mine was. It's weird. It was a film that a friend of mine was making, and then the pandemic hit, mm. and like everything got put on hold. But I found from doing from doing that, I was like, oh, I actually really like doing this kind of stuff. So I've made like introductions for people's live shows. Made like pieces for spoken word to be put over the top of it's uh yeah it's i feel like composition in that sense and sound design it's a very different itch creatively to scratch mm. and it's um yeah it's just another string to add to my bow no i think a, lo- a lot of the most fun things that i make are things where somebody comes to me with a brief where they're like well could you do this and i'm like i don't know <laughs> let's find <laughs> and out and then it's like let's <laughs> let's find out <laughs> And it's, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a ton of fun. I feel like there's something to be said about having your hands tied creatively and your hand being forced in a certain direction mm. that those constraints can sometimes be freeing in a sense where it's like, okay, I don't get to use my normal tool set. I don't get to do the things I normally do. I have to come at this at a completely different angle. Mm. Um, and yeah, I make stuff that is probably some of the stuff I'm most proud of. Um, I've got a friend who runs a, a dog training academy um trains german shepherds and the like mm. uh really into like trying to get in like the protection side of things and he came to me recently and he was like oh, i want some music for a youtube channel and he was like i want something that sounds like the music to to doom nice all right so you just want me to like emulate one of the greatest modern composers of a of a generation but yeah, yeah. sure let's yeah. let's give it a go i'm sure we can make that happen <laughs> but I, but i sent him this thing and he was like it's too perfect and I, wow. I don't know that that to me is yeah when you can pull that off and it happens it's like yes mm. that's tight that's nice mm. it's it's kind of solving problems i think and yeah. uh someone comes someone might someone's coming to you with with an idea with an imagination and you're kind of like you say you're like leaving a little bit of impact a little bit a little bit, little bit of legacy you know mm-hmm. and and i think i kind of heard you say that as well like leaving little bits of yourself in yeah. um you know in stuff and uh yeah i mean honestly i think i think that's a common theme i seem to be picking up with loads of artists is is a lot of us we want to we want to make a change we want to feel like we've contributed you know we spend our lives trying to contribute and trying to um Trying to make some kind of change, really, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we all have our own little ways of doing that, you know. Um, 
And some people are very, some people are very, very focused and 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 act that in one way. You know, like how you said, some people just some some people paint, and that's that's their thing, and they paint, and they, you know, they go off and they they do that strictly. And then you know you have people like you and I who we maybe are disciplined, I guess, in in music. Music is our broad discipline, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, I mean, even saying that, like, you have many strings to your boat in terms of disciplines. Like, you have comedy, um, you have video, I guess. I guess film, like as a broad discipline, you know, in terms of like cinema and video and things like that. Um, I wish, I wish that I was gifted in film. It's what I studied at uni, man. But um, I dropped out in my second year. Mm. Told myself I would go back, and this was before the uni fees went up, man. So that's mm. <laughs> I kick myself every day for that shit, man. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's heartbreaking. But um, <laughs> no, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a really talented team. Of people around me mm. helping with the video stuff, like I, I couldn't do what I'm doing without Benny, my director of my music videos. I've been recently making some sketches with them with um, without Caden from Metroland and Jack from Metroland. Like the the they've all got a clear vision of what it is that they want to pull off, um, and I just get to throw stupid ideas into the ring and they yeah. make it happen. It's magical. Yeah, 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 yeah. And honestly, I think. Um it's it's wicked here for for me i'm really interested to learn more about like how you're collaborating because it's like collaborating for me is something that i was like i was way too proud i've been way too proud to do for a long time and since Mm -hmm. learning how to collaborate and the joys and the fruits they can bring it's like all of a sudden i'm like oh dude this is the way (laughs) this is the way forward and you and the things become so much grander in scale like i always have grand ambitions and trying to accomplish grand ambitions on your own i feel like is a is a path towards frustration often and disappointment. hundred percent. Um, I feel like um, when you only see something from your own perspective, you can kind of close your mind off to where it is that it's not quite going right. Yeah. Um, you can't see the bigger picture. Sometimes all it takes is even if the collaboration is just somebody sitting down and listening to it and going, what can yeah. I do with this? Mm. Or like, oh, have you thought about this? And then it's like, somebody might hum a second melody over the top and all of a sudden it's like it completely changes where a song could go yeah and it's yeah it's beautiful i feel like um obviously there's that that adage you know too many kooks can ruin the broth but i think two or three people can make some absolutely phenomenal stuff happen three's a crowd isn't it man two's company three's a crowd and Mm -hmm. humans we we don't exist in a vacuum you know like we might Mm -hmm. think we do and the truth is it's so far removed from that i think like i definitely get caught up and you know i think control has been my problem historically where i'm trying to i'm you know i've been making records or writing songs or been in a band and been maybe like overly prescriptive about how i want things to be Mm -hmm. um and learning to let go of that learning to let go and 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 allow people to have their expression Mm-hmm. Um, in whatever vehicle you are setting up, if you're the kind of person that's like creating situations for things yeah. to happen, allowing those teammates that you bring on and really like trusting people. And, you know, every person has so many stories to tell. And when you really sit, you know, sit back and be like, okay, cool, what's, you know, what are you going to do in this section? You know, no, I think that's... that's the chaos that brings great, great things, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you play any instruments yourself? I do, man. I've picked up a lot of instruments over the, um, of my of my wee wee lifespan so far, you know the classic band ones like a bit of keys and guitar and bass and drums and right now I'm really focusing on vocals. Mm-hmm. 
um, mainly because it's like it's kind of becoming the forefront of the, you know this musical project that I'm working on, and I and I think it's fair, especially, and I think you'll relate to this as well, is like considering the computer as an instrument, considering the music software as an instrument, because there's things that you can make the music software do that are nigh impossible to recreate in another with another tool. You know, if an instrument is a tool. Have you picked? Have you picked up any instruments in your time so far? Like how many? Yeah. Have you picked? Uh, I mean, you can see a bunch of them. Oh yeah. What what we've got? What we're we looking at? Uh, 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 bass guitars. Nice. Um, my dismantled drum kit up on top of the fridge there. Oh yeah. Um, uh, piano in the corner as well. Uh-huh. Um, I have a clarinet. Cannot play it. <laughs> was that your first? It was that your first go. Or is that like, was that something that you, you attempted? No, the clarinet is something that I was like, yeah, I could do this without lessons. I taught myself <laughs> guitar and bass. I taught myself guitar and bass and piano and like drum, drums Drums were the first instrument that I played. Yeah. And I, I had, did all my grades, went through the drums. Yeah. Um, from there, when I was like 15, 16, started teaching myself guitar and bass through yeah. like learning how to read guitar tabs. And then... For the last three years, I've been like teaching myself to play piano, but like thus far, everything that I've taught myself has gone swimmingly. So I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. My friend had a clarinet that he bought from a charity shop. He was like, well, I'm never going to play it. I told myself I would learn it. I would not be able to do it. And he gave it to me and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll pick this up. It's hard. And mm-hmm. uh, truthfully, I'll probably need lessons if I'm going to get anywhere with it, but it's something. Man, I'm I, make it squeak. I've learned, I've learned a woodwind instrument. Um, and woodwind instruments are serious, bro. Instruments that need blowing, like mm-hmm. the flute, because not all instruments that need blowing are woodwind. I mean, the flute is woodwind, even though it has no it has no wood in it. But you got flute, you got saxophone, clarinet, um, and the brass instruments as well. Like the brass instruments, especially, man. Like the trumpet, the trombone, dude. All of the the technique, like the foundational technique, is like. Damn, yeah, that's, not, that's not some shit you can just learn off YouTube. Gee, for Cause real? Because this is this is the thing I tried going that route with it, and it became abundantly clear that for a lot of things you can look at them like the piano is such a you. It is what you get. Mm. You hit the key, it plays the note. Uh-huh. You get a feel for like how soft, hard you should be hitting them keys. But at the end of the day, it's not really going to be a bum note. You're going to get it. The issue with the clarinet is that. You watch someone talk you through the whole process of how to do it. Mm. You go to do it. It doesn't work. And if you don't have somebody in the room going, oh, you're doing this slightly wrong. That angle's mm. wrong. Move your mouth like this. That live like, feedback, you know. Exactly. Someone so I'm, you. I'm just stood there and it sounds like somebody's murdering a cat in my room. Neighbours are calling the police. It's not good. <sighs> I mean... That being said, I mean you 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 actually did you did mention in the same breath like how you have successfully taught yourself a lot of things and and similarly to you I I use guitar tabs guitar tabs as a lifesaver man ultimateguitar.com that was the thing back back in the day 911 tabs I used to I used to learn so many songs on guitar and that was like one of my foundational like musical experiences like growing up and I know you said mm-hmm. you started making music as a kid as well so it's like when you were that age, like, how were you learning? Like, how, if you remember even, because I think sometimes it's, like, such a subconscious process. Like, you, you actually, you're just playing. You're playing and you're, and you're, and instead of thinking, like, oh, I want to be good at this. How do you remember that, like, process of getting good and, and teaching yourself, you know, on, on the internet or whatever you had? 
with drums, obviously pretty straightforward. I had a teacher, uh-huh. went through the grade stuff. If I practiced, he would spend the lesson teaching me things that I wanted to learn as opposed to like going through the grade stuff. Mm. So obviously I went home and I practiced a bunch so that I could go in and, and then the songs I wanted to play. With guitar, getting better was a weird thing. I, I feel like it was just me learning song after song after song by rote until I eventually started to notice patterns where I was like, oh, these chords work together. Yeah. And these are the scales that this artist is playing through here. I'll say this. I feel like being able to record music has been the most detrimental (laughs) thing to like, to my ability to play songs. So no, hear me out. Hear me out. No, I I, I feel like I know where you're going with this. Because it used to be that I learned something and I learned it until it was cemented. And it was good enough where I could go and I could sit down in front of somebody and be like, hey, look what I learned. Yeah. And I learned it well. Because yeah. when I wanted to show somebody, it was like, look what I can f-ing play. You wanted to perform, though. And now, now <laughs> I learned something. <laughs> I learned something or I write something until it is recorded right. And then as soon as it's done, oh, that's it. I never play the game. I'll never play it again. Uh-oh. And the amount of my own songs where I'm like, I don't know the chords to that. <laughs> I wrote that. Like, I had a, I've got a keyboard player, um, a guy called Alex Heath, goes by Al Butter, but he... What a name. He, um, he played the keys on Collective Thoughts. Right. And I love that record, by a, the way. There's a, a bunch of times where he's like, oh, but what are the chords to this? And I'm like, I knew at one point. <laughs> I, I could sit and figure it out. It would take me a night to figure it out, I but I don't know it. I hope you haven't flattened that MIDI. I hope you've got. I hope you still got that MIDI, bro. I hope that's, I've an, still it, got, I hope that's a I've VST still, and not an external got, audio. I do. I've still got the session files for all that boy. stuff, so none of that's gone. <laughs> it's then working out what the chords are from like a piano roll as well. That's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> For, for those that don't know what Nelson's talking about, you can save the information on what the individual notes are within your mm. audio workstation. And uh, that's the difference between having it and being able to export it to any instrument that you want to make it sound great yeah. or just having audio that like you have no way of then discerning what the chords are at that point. It's like there's that, there's that machine where you can like feed in like this paper with like loads of punched holes in it and it like yep. plays you back like a, like a lullaby box. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, and it's like, dun, 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 and you can like get like these little coded, little punched songs. Each sheet is like a song and it kind of like turns through clockwise. It's basically the analog equivalent of what we're talking about. Oh man, I'm now, now that you're saying that, I want some of my, I want some of my chord progressions put into a little music box. Uh, just just to have Uh, I might might gift that to Alex because he did an absolute blinder on Collective Thoughts so Uh that might be what I get him for Christmas yeah that's a wicked present chords that you played yeah yeah (laughs) dude honestly and I mean I feel I I don't know if I mentioned it while we were recording because I know we were talking before this Mm -hmm. like I I, I seem to find that like when you and I was even talking to our friend Lewis about this earlier before we were even talking about this podcast like Oh, the way to an artist's heart is to compliment their art and show someone that you pay attention to the stuff that they make and that you think it's good. Because even when an artist is like very confident in how good their work is, which, you know, I feel like everyone deserves to feel confident about the value of their work, artistic and otherwise. You know, when you tell someone or and and or show someone that their work has had an impact on you 
all of a sudden, that person lights up and is like, oh, dude, thank you. You know, like, mm-hmm. like you give someone, you go, you go out of your way to give you someone like a gift like that, like you're mentioning, right? Like, oh, here's those chords that you played in a really cool way, like in a different way. Like here's, they're coming out of a music box right now. And this is how much I like those chords. And this is how much I like you and what you do. I bet, I bet that kind of gift. I, I hope he's not listening. And now you feel the pressure to, to yeah. actually make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I've, Alex, if you're watching this, I'm not going to get you that for Christmas. He's, so don't don't get your hopes up. It's the thought that I'm counts. I'm gonna get him that for Christmas. But. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Yeah, man. I mean, hey. I mean, what's what's like? You've been doing this for a while now. To be fair, like, wh- how, how many times have you had maybe? Like, I'm gonna use the word fans like loosely because I think sometimes we think we have to be a pop star to have fans when actually we don't. Fans are just people who like what we do. What's like, like, how have your fan interactions been? Like, have you had any blushing moments, any moments where you're like, oh, like, you know my stuff? Or like, you, you like, you like that? Or like, you know, have you had any moments like that so far? Uh, it has been, it's weird. I'm not, I feel like I'm not great at acting normal when I'm taking a compliment. So I, I, I normally blush. Yeah. I'm not, I normally am like incredibly humbled because it's beautiful when people tell you that and it's touching and it, and it kind of sticks with you. And I, I feel like I can picture the face of nigh on everybody who's had anything nice to say about my music. Mm. It's like, I think for artists, it's like that thing when you're a young boy where somebody's like, Oh, you're so handsome. And it's like, you know, I'm going to hold on to that. One person said I was handsome when I was like nine mm. years old. And I'm like, yep, that's my self-confidence for life. So, um, until what? Until like any person slightly insults me and my appearance, yeah. and then it's right back to rock bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, it is really nice when it happens. I've had some people come and tell me that what I'm doing is fantastic, that they absolutely love it. But I think the the key, I don't know if you're the same, is to just stay grounded with mm-hmm. it. Like I, I don't doubt that I make good music, but I I feel like I'm very grounded in my perception of my trajectory as an artist I, I don't foresee with the music that i make me ever becoming a pop star mm. or me becoming huge but how much that do you doesn't, want that in, in general n- not really i want to be in a space where the music pays for itself uh-huh where like the time that i put into it is given back and i mean that's if, if i can hit that i'm happy that's mm. like content for me um to go and play but i say that but like every time i play a big show i'm like okay i want to play a bigger show than that now yeah, yeah i don't yeah. think it's about the recognition i think it's about i want to have more eyes see what it is that i'm doing right right right. i the, want the more people to see the art the reach yeah uh, um there was a point where i debated doing like a doom thing yeah. and like rocking a mask yeah and i was like again like i don't know if it's in my trajectory do i ever be at a point where i i need to wear a mask uh-huh. but but yeah no it's i don't know where i was going with that but um, yeah, I mean, the impact thing is powerful, man, because it's, I think as I'm learning to care, as I'm learning to let go more and more of like the money of, of the desire to make more money, because mm-hmm. I'm realizing, like you say, like you play a big show and then it's like, oh, I want to play a bigger show now, you know? And it's like that hunger is like, it's that journey to mastery. It's like mastery is never truly mastering someone, something. It's realizing that you're going to continue to get better all the time and that you're, you have the persistence to stay on that journey, mm-hmm. you know, because masters of things are people who do things for a long time. 
that's the truth of mastery. But yeah, I feel like that's that's is really what you're talking about in terms of like getting more people to see your stuff and having an impact, having a reach. It's like it fitting in with what you were saying earlier. You know that thing of like we want to change the world a little bit, right? And you you were saying precisely that you kind of want to leave little bits of yourself, you know, here, there, and everywhere. You know, yeah, all these little bits of work you're doing. I feel like um, what I'm trying to leave is some solidarity for people. I know some people make music because they want to touch people's hearts or they mm. want to bring joy into people's lives. I feel like I have a shared experience as a human that so many other people have, but then maybe other people aren't voicing. And I think that sometimes seeing that you're not alone in the way mm. that you think and the way that you feel can be really liberating. Uh, I think that's what I'm trying to do in the little bits that I leave behind, man. Touch people's souls. Yeah. It's not just you. We're <laughs> all a bit f- quirky. <laughs> Fancy, man. I mean, hey, it's, it, it kind of ties into that thing that we were talking about earlier as well, about in terms of like, you know, humans don't exist in a vacuum. And, and really, one thing that I feel like is, is universal about the human experience is, is seeking connection. To know that we're here, because it's like, how do you know that you're here if no one recognizes you? Like, that's really what loneliness, I think, is can be like summarized by, is, is like feeling like, you're not like no one's seeing you you know like i speak to people who are rough sleeping and they're saying like i've been sat here for three hours on a busy street and not a single person has acknowledged me you know that's loneliness you know and sometimes you can feel lonely without actually being alone you can be surrounded by people and feel lonely you know am i right feel no, like, 100%. Feel like crap no, and being surrounded being in a party you know maybe and it's like you know, maybe people were even talking to you and just, you know, it's there's there's things in the way, you know, maybe there's ego and there's like, you know, positive or negative ego and, and you know, that's that's loneliness, you know, feeling like, feeling unrecognized and there's there's de- a certain, there's a definite way in which, you know, we can know that we're here, which is like, you know, someone can communicate with you or you can splash some water in a puddle and see like, well, look, I did that, you know, like I'm definitely here, you know, how can I tell that I'm real without getting too metaphysical about it? Oh man, are we gonna get into simulation theory here? Oh, don't you stop! No! Trust your journey. Trust your journey. Trust your journey. Oh man, don't! It's been a rocky. It's been a rocky week. I don't know if I have the emotional wherewithal to get into this. And there's a new Matrix film coming out as well. Have you seen the Matrix? I think everybody, this male in my age, has probably seen the Matrix. But yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen the Matrix, man. <laughs> I've seen only the first film. Mm-hmm. You're in a good place. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to besmirch that legacy. That's you know what you you've done the right thing. <laughs> I've been tempted. Netflix has been advertising it, and I know they want me to consume more on their platform. And I don't know. Consume something else, man. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm being given good advice here. I think that the first Matrix film is arguably a perfect action film. Right. Not just a perfect action film. It like touches on so many philosophical concepts. Like, are we real? What is the meaning of reality? Um, it's, it's deep. It tickles the mind. And I think the subsequent films... They almost try to cash in on that, but they don't ever hit the same highs. They're all right, but they, they don't they don't hold a candle to that first film, man. So don't don't do it to yourself. Do yourself a favor <laughs> <laughs> and just leave it. How, just leave it, man. How interested are you in the sequ- in this sequel that's that's come out? A bit, because 
to my understanding, it's meant to be that they're going to ignore the second and third film. They're going to pretend like it didn't happen. Wow. They're going to retcon those. Bold plays. It is very bold. Um, So we'll see. It might be really good. It might not be. I'm not holding my breath. I try not to get too hype Mm. for things. I just go and absorb them. Yeah. Um, It's weird. I'll have to go see it straight away, though, because I feel like if I hear everybody else's opinion on it. Yeah. This is the thing that I have. I feel like if a bunch of people tell me something is good or bad, I then can't look at it until everyone stopped talking about it. And it's like three years <laughs> later and then I can go in and I've kind of forgotten what people were saying about it. And then I can go in like relatively fresh. Yeah. It's, I feel like I'm like that with albums sometimes. Um, oh, hundred percent. I didn't listen to Mac Miller for years because so many people were telling me I had to listen to Mac Miller. And yeah, I was for like, real. I was like, I don't know, man. Seems like another Macklemore to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How wrong I was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm like I kick myself now. Man was a was a talent, right? Um, I was unable to listen to Igor, yeah, Tyler, the Creators album. Same thing for for a long time, and it's and I'd listen to every single album up until that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone started getting really excited about this one, and I was like, Nah, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Look, it's <laughs> probably gonna be terrible. It's, it's this pink album cover. Get this out of my face. Go make a real album, Tyler. Go talk about some misogynistic trash that I don't even enjoy listening to, but I'm going to request it in place of this new stuff that everyone else likes. But And then actually listening back to Ego, it's like it's a masterpiece in my opinion, you know? Um, <laughs> so I think, yeah, sometimes we just need time. We need time to sit with things and feel like we get to enjoy them in private because I think mm-hmm. that's really defines like a connection that a lot of people have with music, you know? It's like... We listen to it in our own headphones and in our own spaces or, you know, on our own little speakers. And it's quite important to us, you know? It is. It's, I think um, it's a really strange phenomenon where I feel like people can almost become a little tribal with music where if you try to tell somebody that the music that they don't like isn't for you, like not even attacking it, you know, it's just like, oh, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they come at you, man. They're like, "No, here's why you're wrong," and it's like, it's it's subjective. It's not subjective. <laughs> Wait, I got that backwards. It's subjective, not it's objective. Exactly, but. exactly. I mean, how how do you do like at this? It's one of those things that is like it's really inevitable in life. It's really common, like because people people have opinions, mm-hmm. um, and I am constantly learning how to balance like my opinion with again with other people's opinions how to accept opinions mm-hmm. um, and how to give mine in a way that I consider fair. Like, mm-hmm. how do you react, you know, when when you get someone coming to you, like being like, this is the way, this is the way life is, you know? How do you, <laughs> how do you handle that kind of stuff? Um, I think truthfully, it normally starts with all, with all due respect. <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect, you're full of shit. <laughs> but it's um no it's uh, it goes a little bit like how this conversation's gone in that regard it's it's that's your opinion uh-huh. and i have mine and that's okay yeah it doesn't mean that i'm right it doesn't mean that you're wrong mm. that we have differing opinions and there isn't going to be a winner because it doesn't matter what you say how i feel about this is how i feel about this and mm. you can give me some insight as to why it is that you feel the way that you feel 
and that's that's insightful i can go okay no i, I can see why you feel that way but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to turn around how i feel about something and that's okay i like that i like that that seems like a very mature and considered way um I, i've got a friend who was recently trying to tell me that i should be doing my music differently oh yeah i bet that was yeah. great that was great it to was hear. um it happens quite at, often doesn't it we were at a mutual friends show my friend makes really hard really aggressive techno nice and we're gone and my friend was very drunk and he was just screaming in my ear about how i needed to change what it was that i was doing with my music and i was like that's cool that you think so and as my friend Eric, you know i respect that you're telling me this he was basically saying that like uh, i use too much tuning I uh, I can't. As soon as you said the words too much, I was like, I know this is going to be about auto tune. I just know it. it. Is. I just know. But, but to me, uh, I don't know. It's an effect that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, you can really experiment and go a bit crazy, and it's almost freeing knowing that it's going to catch you. Because mm. like I'm not the strongest vocalist, but I have what I think is a pretty strong ear for melody, mm. and I would like to be able to convey my melodic ideas without people wincing. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah, and he was basically saying, oh, you, you know, you use too much of that. You, sh you should use less. And I feel like it's a detriment to yourself. And I was like, well, at the end of the day, it's it's my art. And yeah. I respect you for sharing your opinion with me and being honest because, you know, there's, there's plenty of people out there who will not like what it is that you're doing, but will blow smoke. So I think that's another thing. If somebody wants to share an opinion that you don't necessarily agree with, I feel like you can be thankful that they feel they can be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the the best thing that you can do is be honest in return. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, honestly, I, hey, I mean, everyone is, it, again, we, I, we're doing really well so far, kind of like touching on on uh, on, on the same kinds of concepts because it kind of comes back to that thing of collaboration with other people and mm -hmm. The uniqueness of everyone's experience, of everyone's human experience, of everyone's story, you know, I'm starting to feel like we're all parallel universe versions of each other, you know? Yeah. And we all have stuff to learn from each other. We all, um, you know, when we, when we learn to see a little bit of ourselves in whatever person we feel like is attacking us or contradicting us and doing whatever, we actually do ourselves the service of learning to see ourselves in the world learning to see ourselves reflected in others and and being able to accept that, you know, and being able to say, okay, cool. Like you're shouting, you're screaming into my ear about something that, I mean, you clearly are very passionate about, like you clearly care about my music a lot. If you are giving me this kind of feedback where you want it to be better, because I think a lot of people like, you know, use the phrase like, oh, that you know, I just want the best for you and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I think you want better for me. I don't know if you know what the best is for me. I don't know if I know what mm -hmm. the best is for me. I don't know if anyone does. Like, how can mm -hmm. I cap that out? Like, how can I put a lid on, <laughs> on what's good or not? And, you know, every, everyone's got their own opinions and own own way they'll sing that melody. You know, if I can be metaphorical in a, top, yeah. in a topical way. Well, I like that. And hey, I mean, like, you know, like like I was saying, you know, they, they, he, he may be talking from what, what me we may be able to consider like a, a an uninformed perspective as someone who maybe doesn't make the style of art that we make or or someone or actually a very informed perspective as someone who makes you know art at all but and actually none of that stuff really matters it depends it's all subjective like you're saying yeah shout out to to Maltby though thank you for sharing your opinion with me i love you but i'm gonna do me <laughs> hey man hey man 
Isn't it? But at the, at the same time, I've got I got friends like Lewis, who you know, our mutual friend, and and oftentimes I'll send him things that I'm working on. He has feedback, and oftentimes it's great. It's insightful. It's things that I, I needed to hear. Where I'm like, mm. no, you're right, a hundred percent, you're right. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's work it out. Come mm-hmm. back, and I'm like, instantaneously, my tracks are like everyone listening. If you need somebody to to come at you with some real advice, find Lewis Walker. That that man, he knows what he's talking about. Instagram at Scottish Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> we're plugging him we're plugging him I, it's, it's just natural it's natural and I, th- I think it's like what you're talking about is kind of like symbolic of like um, strong relationships that lead to strong collaborations collaborations that ch- are challenging mm-hmm. um, I'm a really firm believer in in challenging relationships in relationships that push you to be better that push you from time to time out of your comfort zone I kind of, I'm kind of the school of thought that constant discomfort is is unhealthy, and in fact, you know, periods, intermittent periods. You mentioned you were intermittent fasting before we started recording. Periods of intermittent stress and intermittent discomfort um, can be really crucial um, to, yeah, they'll, they'll to, to, to push you to be better. It's it, to grow. Yeah, precisely, man. There's that stretch zone between comfort pain in between comfort and pain there's like this kind of like you can you can position yourself in this kind of like moving around threshold and every time you push yourself in there when you're balancing it out you can create some really great situations for yourself by i mean like i said i I, I, i'm moving into a house with five strangers you know and that's scary is not that scary if I think about it. Like I know that everyone there is probably going to speak English, which is my first language. I know that everyone there is like, uh, prof- like was working. So it's like there were certain elements that is like as scary as this is, like going and like committing to living for six months with a bunch of random people. I'm still somewhat in my comfort zone and kind of recognizing that. I think mm-hmm. it's like these. This is really, now I guess I'm kind of talking about a relationship that you have with yourself that one can have with oneself. In terms mm-hmm. of like challenging yourself to go put yourself in in, in situations that will make you feel dis- uncomfortable at times, you know that's how that's how I think you can find collaborators that help you reach new heights. That's how you can have a relationship with yourself that helps you develop and grow as a person. Um, you know, if you want to be a quote unquote better artist, then start by being a better person. You know, start by challenging yourself as a person. Yeah. And, you know, recognize the relationships, man. Recognize those relationships. When someone gives you stuff that kind of clicks with you, that de- and they deliver it in a way that almost kind of just bypasses your ego and gets straight to you, and it's like, here's what I think, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah, no, this that's a great idea. Like, let's try that. I'm stubborn as fuck, and sometimes people tell me stuff. I'm like, fuck off. Just tell me it's good. Fuck off. I think think that that is one of the hardest things, that voice inside you that says they're wrong. Mm. They're wrong, I'm right. To to suppress that is hard. I think that there's a lot to be said about how it is that feedback is given. I'm personally a believer of you need to like wrap bad news up in good news. I mean, I I teach part-time. I I teach people to drive in my spare time. Mm. Fully qualified driving instructor. Hit me up if you need lessons in the Northeast. Oh, but um, yeah, I think that there's a way to tell people it's like, here's what I like. Here's what I love. Here's what I think could do with improvement. Mm. But, you know, it's on the right track. If you just go change this, people aren't very receptive to that. Mm. Or this doesn't work. People aren't very receptive to that. And that is when you shut people down. 
that as when you close the conversation. And again, it's it, it's conveying that you you know you hear what someone's doing, you're appreciating it, whether that's giving feedback on music or whether it's trying to iron out differences in opinion, like we we're talking about before. It's that kind of I hear where you're coming from, I see what you're saying, but you know this is where I'm coming from. Mm, yeah, man, and 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 acknowledging, you know, it's like hey, like we come to it again, um, acknowledging like the differences acknowledging the differences and actually how the differences also point out the similarities in many ways mm-hmm. it's like you know we we all live different freaking lives that's actually if we all live the same life we'd all be so bored <laughs> we would all be so bored you know we should we just should we just end the case yeah yeah, yeah. should we just go for it you know and and i think that's like for me if like if i if i want to touch on that metaphysical stuff again man it's like i think that's really what chaos is chaos is chaos and disorder it's it's all about difference mm-hmm. and we require you know that balance the balance of chaos and order the balance of of difference and similarity um and the difference of predictability and randomness and unknown we we need those we need those two things in harmony this is this is my school of thought this is how this is how I'm thinking. Like we need those two things in order to, to to have anything happen at all, right? It's like this equilibrium. Like you look into you look into the universe that's behind me in my Zoom background. <laughs> you know, like it's it's so is that vital. To scale? That's it's to scale. Oh, dude, don't! I just dropped like 150 pounds on like Kurzgaz art posters. Have you ever seen that YouTube channel? It's so dope. It's Kurzgaz no. art. in a nutshell. Um, it's like they do all these like sci-fi educational videos with like the mm-hmm. coolest like flat design graphic design style. I'll send you some like literally yeah, like I, I, oh dude I freaking love these videos like like videos like what what happens when you step on a black hole videos like what happens when we launch all of, when we blow up all of our nukes at once what happens if we nuke the moon you know like all these just kind of like crazy videos in this like most gorgeous gorgeous animation style i'm literally dropping it to your iMessage um but yeah i just uh, i don't know man i freak I'm, I'm in love with this space theme do you have any start do you have any things like that like I, like for me like the whole space thing like as a, as, a, as a tangent to follow that like the whole space thing like someone was asking me about it the other day because i, I put it in we did a show on on the weekend and i, and I kind of put it all into the stage design someone was asking me like oh do you like what is it about the space thing like are you just are you just following it just cause or like why and i actually realized like it's something that i've always loved since a kid like playing with legos and stuff like and i still do it to this day and i'm i can't quite i, I don't i can't quite put my finger on it i haven't really found out why are there things like that that you have in your work that are like you've maybe carried through from your from your childhood your adolescence even you know, that still to this day are, are finding their way into your life and into the ways you express yourself? So, yes and no. I I think that I'm obsessed with dreams and sleep. Mm. And I have been for a long time. And I read books on sleep. And I try to practice lucid dreaming, Ooh. which I've had moderate success in places. And to me, that it's absolutely fascinating. But it's one of those things. Dreams are like your asshole. Like it's like it's great that you have them, but like nobody wants to see or hear what's going on <laughs> when you're asleep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. It, like if somebody comes up to me and they start telling me about this crazy dream that I had, I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking care. 
<laughs> I don't care. Like you could. The, the thing is, like you could be lying to me right now about what you dreamt about just for yeah. the first of it. And I got nobody's got any way of proving yeah. what you dreamt about last night. You could be. You could have had a really weird dream about your dad's feet, and you're insecure about it. So now you're going to tell everyone you had a dream about. Oh yeah, I was riding a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, like so. Yeah, it doesn't really. I don't think it comes into my work all that much. I think stemming from the mild success I've had in lucid dreaming and touching and feeling things like the little experiments that I've done of predominantly me holding physical objects that I find in my dreams and feeling the heft and the weight of them Mm. and knowing that my hands are by my side Mm. in my bed Mm. and I'm like I can hold this stone and it's cold and it has weight and it has texture my brain can fully tell me that that's what's going on but I'm in bed and I know I'm in bed and I'm going to wake up in about 10 seconds time because I'm so excited about the fact that I've realized that I'm dreaming. And then I wake up and I'm like, yeah, that was fucking trippy. But it's, I think that stems into my, my work because I, I feel like some of my lyricism touches on this idea that, you know, how can you perceive what reality is if your own brain in a low functioning mode when you're asleep can make you fully think that you are in a situation that to you is as real as anything that's happening to you in your waking life. And how can you trust that when you're awake, that's the base layer of reality i don't know mm, boy i mean we again go into that metaphysical aspect of it i mean clearly there's something that, that we both think about as well which is cool because i love thinking about this kind of stuff it's like if you can realize you know it's the, the inception conundrum right like if you can feel so alive and aware in a reality that you then realize was not your base reality how can you ever trust that something is base reality. Yeah. How can you? You know? How can you tell? How can you know? What's the giveaway? Because I can't spin a little thing on the floor, on, on the table, a little pendulum thing, and be like, oh, okay, like it stopped spinning, so I'm, you know, I'm not dreaming. You know, it, life isn't like Inception in that sense. Reality is different. So I think one of the the takeaways that a lot of people that you know try and dismiss this idea of simulation theory come away with is like, oh, who would who would want to run a simulation like that who would who would want to see who would want to know what i'm up to what i'm doing and i'm like that's an egotistical way to think about the way that a simulation that we live in might work Mm. i think i mean it's something that crosses my mind often is if you run a simulation in a computer powerful enough to create a universe within it Mm. and say that the the big bang is the creation of that universe Mm. What if all life is just a byproduct of that simulation? And the people who made it aren't focused on the small, they're focused on the large, mm. on the movement of the, the, the planets and the bodies. But simulation is so detailed that, it, you know, we are the little nuances, the little folds that, yeah. that transpire. The creases in the paper. Exactly, man. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's often what I think our reality is. Mm. And that's not to say that it's any less real, because to us it's, it's 100% real. It's the world that we live in. It's the world we wake to every day. Yeah. Nothing changes. We exist in that here. world. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's still here, but we exist in it. But we'll never be able to see what's outside of the machine. So yeah, all dude. you can do is go on living. <laughs> Honestly, man, it's like, I think it's it, when we, if I look at, like, I, I learned a lot about marketing this year um, and last mm-hmm. year through through going in the pandemic and, and, and going on this business journey. And one of the most valuable things that I've learned from marketing, which I can apply to situations like this and like thought experiments like this and, and general existence is learning to identify the benefits of 
of something to another individual or group of people, mm-hmm. you know? And like you say, you can say like, oh, you know, am I the main character in a simulation? You know, you can have the whole, like, if you've seen Ryan Reynolds's uh, film, which at the moment, you know, it's like October 2021. So it's like free guy. It's like in the cinemas and stuff. And it's about him being in a simulation. And he, he realizes he's an NPC, you know, um, and that's and that's not spoilers. That's like the whole premise of the film. I've um, seen the trailer. I picked that up. It's pretty cool. No, it's, it's a good. It's an interesting film. You know, I liked it. It was cheap and cheerful in a sense. It was great. It was a good watch. Um, the the thing that I've, uh, I'm coming to is like you know, like you point out, what if the point of a simulation like this is that it's not about us. It's not about this bit of life. It's about you know how. how if we, maybe someone's booted up a simulation and big bang the universe to see like, okay, what if we configure things in X, Y, Z kind of a way and we see how they expand over time and blah, 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 blah. You know, like what might the benefits be of running some kind of simulation for the people who want to run a simulation? You know, maybe they want to see how long it takes, you know, how long it takes humans to blow up the earth. Maybe that's the benefit of running this simulation. Maybe they don't, you know, maybe they don't care about us there's so many possible benefits that's like how can we presume how can yeah. we how can we presume that any one of those is correct you know like apart from for our own sanity and for just to be like ah oh, well you know i'm going to i'm going to go along with the belief i'm going to choose to believe in whatever you know rats in a maze don't know why they're running it but they run it all the same man yeah, it's true man it's true it's true if you read maybe hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy at all i haven't oh man Oh, I strongly recommend that book for you, John. I really okay. like the whole the whole saga is is pretty is pretty fun. Um, there's there's some stuff with mice in a maze that is quite interesting, in fact. And Douglas Adams, one of like Stephen Fry's friends, he's the guy who wrote the books, and they were they were like radio shows and stuff like that before. They've been TV shows, a film. It's like, it really deals with like this absurdity of like our existence mm-hmm. of the fact that like we're so wrapped up in our own stuff and so small at the same time and so big at the same time and so small at the same time. And like we search for all these answers and we're constantly striving for meaning when, you know, we can say, we can find plenty of meaning like literally right in front of us. It just depends how you know, what you want to look at and when you decide you're happy and what do you decide to be happy with, you know, and how you can actually really choose that. You actually get to say like, ah, you know, this is cool. You know, X, Y, Z is enough for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of predicted Wikipedia in like the 80s. He kind of predicted the iPad in the 80s as well um, through those books. So it's, it's interesting. It's a, it's really good science fiction. I don't know if you're into science fiction. I'm, I, I freaking love that I'm, stuff. I'm into science fiction. And, and speaking of predicting things, have you ever, have you ever heard of the, the library of Babel? I have indeed heard of the library of Babel. Please introduce the listeners. <laughs> so it's this, it started off as a, a sci-fi concept of this library of Babel being a, a library that contained every book that had ever been written, brought into existence in one space. And it was maddening almost because it was like, well, how do you find what you're even looking for? But um, there was a project picked up a couple of years ago to write every combination of, I think it's like, I want to say about 500 characters. Mm. So every combination of letters, numbers, spaces, commas, that you could have up to 500 characters has now been programmed into into a bunch of hard drives stored in physical space. Everything that ever could happen 
every conversation that you or I could ever have, everything that me and Nelson have said on this con- on this podcast, yeah, 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 in the order in which it has been said, yeah, is written already, yeah, in a hard drive uh, somewhere in the states, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's just it's like when people think about advanced civilizations and things like that, and it's like we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up in a minute as well, like. Um, when people think, when people think about like advanced civilizations and, and technology that is like far beyond our understanding, you know, because like it's stored in, in formats that we can't begin to decrypt. It's like, this is actually, we're creating the beginnings of that, you know, like all this countless information stored in like little tiny, like on bits of magnetic tape, basically that you can't read, you can't pick up it. You can't, you can't hear it. You can't see it by just looking at it. It's all this data, all this information, all this knowledge is stored on like just these little tiny little disks, you know, and that's where we are as humans, you know. And it will erode and at some point it'll all be gone. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. You know, they say the amount of data that you can store in like a molecule of DNA is like billions and billions of gigabytes, you know. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that nature, everything that we are doing, nature has been doing for like millions of years. Like it's casual, you know, and humans are attempt are recreating nature in so many ways with robotics and with like computing. And I don't know. I find that stuff so interesting, man. I really, really could. And I know we could go on this for hours. So it's like, I want to, I want to find a nice place for us to wrap up. Okay. Um, Maybe with something light, in fact, for the listener that is uh, maybe not quite expected us to get as metaphysical as we have today, which I, I personally am overjoyed with. Um, let me hit you with just a little... I normally use these as icebreakers and we, we never need we, we never actually seem to need them. So um, what I will ask you is um, what does your perfect day look like? You know, a couple things that's going to happen in your perfect day. Just throw perfect them in there. Perfect day? Um... I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna roll a zoot. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go outside. And I'm gonna smoke it. The weather's gonna be beautiful. Mm. My my daughter and my partner will have had a lie in, so I can enjoy that to myself. I'm about to hit a vape right now. <laughs> Mine's in the other room. We're I doing it. Prepared. We're doing it. Um, the weather's beautiful. Everyone wakes up late. Mm. We'll have some breakfast. Oh, what a, what a vibe! We'll have some breakfast. I make some phone calls. People that I love are free. Nice. We'll light the barbecue, come round a selection of meats, beers, and smoking until the sun goes down with good music. That's the perfect day. Hey, man. I don't think you could ask for any more than that. Hey, man. Personally. Hey, man. I've, I'm on board, man. I'm, I'm fully on board. And I'm imagining that sunrise, baby. I'm imagining that sunrise. I'm imagining the sizzling of that barbecue, you know? Honestly, dude, a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on board, man. And um, I'm really glad we got to have this conversation. It's been tight. Um, Thank you for having me on here, man. For those who haven't already, go check out Nelson's music. Go check out my music. Go check out Metal Loud Comedy. Um, This has been such a sick experience. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. Um, Is there a song of yours that we can play at the end of the podcast that you're interested in people hearing? Uh, I just released a six-track EP. Nice. Called Shifting. Nice. Um, and there's a track on that called OMS. Nice. It's on my shit. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy. Thank you again, man. It's been a real pleasure. I'm really glad we got this one in. 
I've really been getting myself lost in this conversation. So I imagine other people listening will be as well. Big up, big up. Good luck on the rest of your journey, my good sir. Same to you, man. Peace and love to the people of the internet. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Uh, I know you enjoyed it because you're still here. So uh, hit that follow button and you'll get notified when the next episode drops, which at the moment is the second Thursday of the month. Also, a big thank you to our editor for the series, Ty Harrison. Because you're so close to my heart and one of my priorities is to make your life better, I want you to do something for me. I want you to screenshot this podcast, tag me on Instagram and tell me what your biggest learning was from the conversation you just heard, which could be anything. It could be absolutely anything. Whatever you've learned, I'll share you on my story. You can have 24 hours of fame. How is that for a good deal? Honestly, come on. And uh, maybe even drop you a little DM as well. We'll see. I really look forward to hearing from you. I'm sending you peace. I'm sending you love and I'm reminding you above all to always trust your journey. my liver dance living like i couldn't give a damn didn't have no purpose woke the surface giving back nothing of opinion i was living bad sometimes it gets like that still that ill my mind is wishing bad will no jokes i spit that snoke's fact still rolling substances in public i'm that chill that that was not for me but i might chill for a sec or three Give me a sack or two, suck it to him, sucker punch Through the music catches in your chest, mucus I'm not human, I'm Vibrations caught in physical form You can find me on these stages where I likely perform All of the stages of my mental separation from you It's no wonder that I sometimes are true And I be on my sh** like And I be on my sh** like Sometimes I'm feeling just like you just like me too Seems unlikely We could all play nicely You just wanna fight me Also cause you're sipping some Probably cause I'm different In your eyes I'm frightening Though you won't admit Who am I kidding? We are all ignorant Ignoramuses who blame the shit on former generations All is plagued with pride and pain and prejudice That's predating on our brains Ingrained in our nature To be weary of the strangers and the strange What a lazy stick Products of environment, viable to seek enlightenment. My eye is spent contemplating, are they my soul men? Even if our views divide us till retirement. I've been feeling some kind of way in my karma. Got me spilling my words from face to nirvana. Wanna walk in my shoes as my grip falls. Just be careful what you wish for. And I be on my sh like. And I be on my sh like. Sometimes I'm feeling just like you And you could be just like me too And I be on my sh** like And I be on my sh** like Sometimes I'm feeling just like you
to be just like me too 